Go Tenant, the revolutionary new property software built by landlords and trusted by tenants. Go Tenant is your one-stop property management assistant that will take the pain away from your tenant recruitment process and the management of your properties. From advertising your property to maintenance reporting, electronic signatures to full property management software. Stop worrying about double bookings and the hassle of unnecessary admin because Go Tenants is here to enable you to seamlessly run your portfolio from anywhere in the world. Go to gotenants.co.uk to find out more. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Cup of Tea with Rick G. It's Monday. Well, where do the weekends go? How has your week been? I hope you've had a great weekend as well. I know that certainly for me, last week was an extremely busy week. Lots of new things coming in, lots of things uh, happening in our business. We've been out on the circuit a lot this uh, past week as well. Uh, talking about GoTenant, our property management software. Today, we've got an absolutely great guy that's joining us. We've got Nick, Nick Smith. Welcome to the show, Nick. Thank you. Welcome. Hi, everybody. So Nick is um, is part of our community, has been a part of our community for quite some time. And Nick is a full-time property investor. So like everything, folks, if uh, we like to keep this show completely interactive, uh, the more uh, you put into it, the more we can get out of it. So um, if you've got any questions, either for me or for Nick, um, just please post them. Uh, post them below and they'll appear on the screen and then we can ask Nick any questions. So Nick, welcome to the show. Um, I know you've got a really interesting story and you are a full-time property investor with a very varied portfolio. Um, so my first question uh, to you, like I do with everybody, is where did it all start so take us right back to the beginning and kind of give us a timeline uh, you know to sort of bring us up to date to where you started and where you are now okay th thanks rick and thanks for having me on um i think the best way to do that is to uh start um uh like a lot of people get advice from the parents and uh, and my dad said um five things to me he did years ago he said don't smoke and I don't smoke. Um, uh, don't get a motorbike, he <laughs> said. Um, and he said, uh, don't get married before you're 30. My God, I've done all of those so far. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and he said, don't. But the one thing he said is, don't borrow money for any liabilities. Only borrow money if it's going to go up in value, uh, he said. Um, and, the, and the final thing he said was, we live in a capitalistic uh, society, uh, so you need you need you need savings you need capital in order to uh to uh, to do things so so they're the five things he said to me and, I, and i've never smoked and uh, i do a lot of running and uh cycling and i've done uh, uh many marathons and things so i i, I keep active uh, i never had a motorbike although i do cycle on on, a, on my, my race bike um i actually only got married a year ago two years ago so i went way past 30 i did um and then, and then I've never, I've never had a, um, I've never borrowed HP. I've never, uh, if I couldn't afford it, I didn't buy it. So I didn't buy a car. I didn't buy a settee. I didn't buy anything that I didn't. And and then, and then that got me into buying properties and um, and, uh, and and started to, to add assets. And I had, I, I like property. I love property, but I also knew it was an asset and it should raise in value. So that's where the the, the basics started. It, it did. I um. I, uh, I left home relatively early and started work. I did um, uh, as a printer um, and worked and, and 
and and uh, and and I came out of school quite. I did quite well at school. I did. I got ten ten all levels of school, but I came out and did um, did A levels on a night school. I did open university on uh, uh, the way of doing it, but I worked at the same time. So I um, I started to sail. I started to put some things aside. I, I rented a flat initially. I did, and I started to save up. And my target, my initial target at that point, was to save ten thousand pounds. That's what I was aiming to do. That's what a little target I had to try and save that that amount of money. And I was going to put that as a deposit for for a property. It was, and um, so I did. So in nineteen ninety four, I bought um, my first house. Um, and and interesting, even when I look back now, I. I, I didn't want to buy a little terraced house because I knew they were they weren't. I knew the market was a larger market for a resale market it was a three bed because I knew families wanted three beds. So I, I missed out the little terraced house and I put I bought a forty five thousand pound I think I paid for it for a three bed. How long ago uh, was this? How long ago was this? That was nineteen ninety four. That was right when I bought that. So it was a three bed semi and I lived in it, um, but I knew and I put my, 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 my deposit into it. Um, and then I, uh, and then I, I worked and then I saved again. And um, I actually, I, I, I picked a book up. I've always read, read stuff. I've always, I've always liked to read self-development books. I never read fictional books. I always think it's a waste of time. I, I always think it's almost, it's not real. So. Why would I read that? So I remember I um, I went to Australia. Actually, I was twenty one. I went to Australia with a with a with a, a then girlfriend who had family out there. So she was going out for Christmas. So I tagged along. And I remember picking up a book there, and it was called uh, How to Become a Millionaire. And 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 it's funny because I, I was a bit embarrassed about it. I remember having it, and I put it inside of another book just so people didn't see the. the, the I was a bit embarrassed about the the the, the title of it. But it interested me, and um, and and that's where I first got uh, some of the ideas or, or, or learnings. Um, and in that book, they said uh, get an offset mortgage, for instance, uh, be able to tap into your your mortgage or your asset that you own, and and you could borrow that money out, and then you could put it back. Uh, so as soon as I got came home, I, I, could, I changed to an offset mortgage. I did, and and that's what that's what I did. The value of the property was going up. So I use that as my as my as my um, pot of money in terms of uh, uh, getting the out. And then I went to then I looked around and went into single lets. So I was working and I bought single lets. I I I found I looked into my area at the time. I I did my homework. I um, I look. I, I mean, every Saturday was a working day for me. I would be driving the streets. I would be looking at. Um, uh, prices. I looked at every house price that was bought and sold. Um, I I knew every street. I knew every price. So I knew when something came up, whether it was a good deal or not a good deal. Can I ask you which which areas were you concentrating on back then? At that point, I was living. I mean, I come from Yorkshire. I was born uh, in Leeds. Lived in Jews. Grew up in Jewsbury. Uh, and at that point, I was looking around the Bar Barnsley area. That's where I I was living. I was Wakefield and Barnsley is where I was living. So I looked around those areas. Um, I did, um, and I, so the, and I, the first one, I so I, I saved five thousand pounds. So I put five thousand pounds into the first one. I did. That's all I had, um, and then I used credit cards. I used a credit card. I did it up on a credit card. Zero. You 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 started to to borrow money. Isn't that one of your dad's golden rules? Not to do. It that? was an asset, but it was an asset. Oh, and that, okay. see, 
and everything every time i borrowed money it was i'm a borrowing it on an asset or a liability so at that yeah. point i mean i never got I, when i went to when i was first working i got three buses to get to work and then actually i worked out i could only get two buses and if i had a skateboard i could skate the last bit and cut this corner <laughs> so i actually and, and i had money to buy a car I was saving, but I didn't have enough money to buy cash, so I didn't buy it. I didn't borrow anything. I, I, I kept going on those two buses, and I used to get the skateboard, and I used to finish it off on the skateboard. And that's when I was, I mean, started working on 16, so that's what that's what I used to do. So it wasn't, I didn't buy, and then I bought, a, I remember now, it was a Mini Metro City X, 998cc it was. And I, that was the first car I bought, and I ran this that for years and years and years. And and, uh, and the friends who were working with me, they all laughed at me. They all were getting, you know, they got money coming in. They were all buying 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 posh cars, but I couldn't afford another one. So every so buying the houses was 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 naturally okay for me because I knew they were value added. I knew they were assets. So. Nick, I mean, you you spoke about having read the book How to Be a Millionaire. I don't know, don't know who the author is on that, but I never got it back. Someone took it and never gave me it back, so I really? lost it. Yeah. Uh, maybe they went off and, uh, and uh, become a millionaire as well. I don't know. I know. Um, did you have a plan back then? I mean, you know, we talk a lot now about making sure you've got like maybe a twelve-month plan, a, a three-year plan, a five-year plan. I think back then we called them bucket lists. You know, it's the same thing really. But did you have one? And if you did you know were you sticking to it or were you just buying haphazardly i was a bit um and you look back and always have regrets regrets i didn't buy anywhere near as many as i could or should have done uh, i was making mistakes i was doing my own maintenance at times so i remember tiling a bathroom at one point and uh, so no i wasn't as controlled i was just going with that core principle that i would try and find and build assets and when i'd built up some uh, uh, rental income and built another deposit, I would then go and get another another property. I was, um, so there wasn't any real structured plan initially, it was just building. It was going forward. I had this burning desire or, or desire to be building every, every day. Whether that's not just necessarily wealth, that might be a lifestyle element, that might be self-development, but, but, but I always have the principle that I am who I am, um, uh, you know, there's certain things. I'm not the tallest bloke in the world. I can't do much about that. Hey. But 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 I'm, you know, I'm not the brightest bloke in the world. But I can try and educate myself. I can try and you know, there's little things you can do. There's little things you can't do. So I always try to be better each day. And it, and that's either by uh, education or by doing things. I do things. I try and do things. So so no, there was there wasn't really a, a plan other than I could see the model. I had a model. I had a model of of having an offset mortgage on my own personal house. I, I borrowed money to only in assets. I bought assets, I, I get the income, I saved that income, and then I bought another property, another, another asset. And that's and that's how I how I how I, I rolled it on. Um at the same time I was also looking I know that you I don't you sort of kind of interrupted there, sorry about that, but you go um you you then you know got into the printing industry. I mean what how did that happen? What what was the, the lead up to that? I mean, was was property something that you wanted to do full time back then? But um, you know, how how did all of that fit in, Nick? Well, the, the printing was. I left at home relatively early. Didn't go to university, so I had to get a job. 
how to survive. So I went out and looked at what were the best jobs that earned the best, most amount of money. Um, and printing was a good trade. Um, so it was a necessity, really. I fell into printing because um, I, I needed to find a job at the time. Um, wow. And I, I did quite well at it. So I, mm. I, 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 I was, the, I think I was the youngest number one printer in this, this, this company. And then eventually I, I actually worked up the, the, the chain of command and ended up managing, I was, became the manager of that, of that, that company. So I became a, 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 a production manager and then I became a manufacturing director. And uh, so I, I worked hard at it. I, I, I did well. So all the way through, I've been in, um, in the in the corporate sector, I've always been in it. I eventually um, ended up uh, buying a company. So I I I I, I was printing, and uh, there was a company that was um, that was losing money. It was losing two million pounds uh, a year. It was just about to be be be, um, be shut down. The, the owner was going to the banks were foreclosing on him, and uh, so I bought it. So it had five million debt. So I bought it. I bought it for yeah. Did the debt come with it, Nick? But yeah, I bought it for a pound. So I bought it for a pound. But Did you take on those liabilities as well, though? Absolutely, all came with it. So I uh, I borrowed. I, I went to I went to the banks and borrowed five million pounds. It was a funny, weird, weird um, situation where I borrowed five million. Where does this fit with your dad's top five? Is this an absolute liability? This was it, it was, but it, but I knew I could turn it around. I knew the business. I knew how I could change it. I was confident. There's a little bit of uh, 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 naivety in that and youth in that, but I, I believed I could do it. Um, it was only be a liability if I couldn't turn it around, but I really believed in myself that I could do it. Um, Did you sign PGs for this five million? Yeah, I, 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 put, I put, yeah, so I bought five million. I put up, I think it was four houses. I bought I had four houses and my own pers personal house, all signed away as PGs. Bought it for a pound, bought five million one day. The next day, I gave that five million away to all the, li the liabilities. But the key thing was, I got all five main suppliers round the table who knew me because I'd been managing uh, the, some of the big companies out there anyway in the pins industry. So they knew of me. And, um, and I said, don't pull credit. Whatever you do, don't pull credit. And I actually HP'd. This is my first HP I ever did. I HP'd all the manufacturing equipment to get me £750,000. And what I did with that was, that was my cash flow. And so I had seven hundred fifty grand cash flow. I borrowed five million, gave five million away in terms of uh, liabilities. And all I had to do then was each month, stay in the black. That's all I had to do. Um, I got all the, you know what? I got all the workforce, there's 250 guys in that, that place. And I told them that I was gonna drop the, no overtime, abandoned all overtime, stopped all overtime. I dropped all their wages. Um, I stood in front of them and I told them what I was going to do, but I told them that I was going to save their jobs. And I told them from my heart that I was going to save their jobs. I really believed I was going to save their jobs. And, and you know what? They, uh, um, I, I, there was a few, there's a few people in there that, that weren't the right, the right fit. They weren't, they weren't going in the right direction. And that's one of the reasons why, They'd, they'd got where they'd got. There was a few people not pulling in the same direction. So I did go. I did go in there, and and I and I, and I took out people that that weren't the right mindset, and I kept the people that were. And and you know what? They were brilliant. They just blossomed. They blossomed, and um, and we went for it. I remember. I remember. I remember the first thing. And when you run your own business, the first thing you look at is what's in the bank. 
And I remember, I remember I had a big bill to pay and I remember coming in and it was, I thought, 5,000 pound in the bank, I did. And it was a big bill to come in, but, um, but some, some, so there was some scary times, really scary times. Um, How long did it take you to turn that around, Nick? So you bought the business for a pound, you yeah. took on five million pounds worth of debt, yeah. you, you refinanced that debt with, with loans and um, yeah. with bank loans, etc. paid the debt off, so you were debt free, but you were still five million pound um, encumbered to the bank. Yeah. How long did it take you to to regenerate all of that and you say go into the black? Um, well, we uh, we stayed in the black. We were just bordering on the black. When when we got, a, a, it took me about six months to to uh, to get into the black, and then we stayed in the black. We did just, and then built it gradually, gradually, gradually built it. Initial six months was slashing the cost. You, it's amazing how deep you have to really go deep. You have to go deeper than you think you're going to go, go in terms of cutting out a lot of the the costs in the business. Um, but we were about six months, and then we were on the back, and then we had a then we had a strategy of. Um, of of uh, we were small in the in the in the in the world of printing, but we we went after the competitors. We did so we we were better. We put a and this 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 comes back to the property business that I'm doing now. It, we were we added value. We were we we created a great product. We created a great service, and we created in anything you do in business, regardless of property. You know, no matter what industry you're in. It's about adding that value, isn't it? Making that customer experience better. We exactly, and and that's what teaches you. And you can flip that into different businesses. Uh, so we created a product, and we went to the customer, the, the customers, and said, "Look, we're small, but we'll keep the big boys honest. We will. We'll give you a really competitive. We give you a brilliant product, a really competitive price, and you'll know that it's that it's that it's a good competitive price. We haven't got any great big cars. We haven't got a great big." Uh, um, uh, uh, officers that we're paying for this price is what you're going to pay for a really good product, and uh, so that's what that's what we did, and it worked. And and eventually, eventually, I I, I uh, annoyed the competition so much they uh, they started bringing me up, and uh, I wanted to buy the business. Wow! I mean, I that, how yeah. before we get to that point, because you know we get loads of comments here, Nick, saying your story has got me hooked. I can't leave to make another brew. Business acumen, property knowledge, and self-belief. Nick, awesome. Uh, wow, two experts. Great content, Nick, and a wealth of industry knowledge. So um, before we get to the point of where you sold the business and stuff, let's talk a little bit about mindset. Now, you've taken on a massive responsibility. Uh, your work ethic absolutely you know, flows out of you. I mean, I know you, Nick, anyway, and I know how hardworking you are. But you were saying that you know, you've just taken on several hundred members of staff. You've now got to make sure that their jobs are sound and their jobs are safe and they've all got families themselves how did you sleep at night um again there's a little bit of naive, naive, there was a little bit of naivety because i just believed it i when you believe something when you're in the flow when you're focused on it you just you just do it i uh, i used to keep very close to the to, to the to the people on the shop floor that every morning i would be walking every morning i'd walk around every morning i would talk to them every morning i would tell them what i was doing where I was going, what the aim was. I would tell them, honestly tell them the difficulties and the challenges. And I, and I, and I created a great uh, atmosphere and a team so that we were all driving together. They knew I'd put my neck on the line. They all knew I was, I was, I was exposed. Um, at the same time, they all wanted a job. And I told them it was, it was a long-term uh, success. We were there to create sustainability in our business 
and to give them long-lasting uh, 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 employment. These are guys that had been in this business. This business was 100 years old originally. These guys all lived closely uh, to, the, to the business. They'd all worked there for years and years and years. So they believed in it and they wanted to stay working at this company as well. But were you sleeping at night? <laughs> oh, I, I, I get up early. I'm an early riser. I'm a five o'clock riser. I'm one of those in the bunch. Usually I'm in the gym at six and 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 I'm working at seven usually. Um, so, but yeah, some, there's some days, but I, no, I did sleep. I did sleep because I believed it. I believed what we were doing and, and, uh, and yeah, I did because I knew we were going to be successful. It was just full on belief, hard work and, and enthusiasm. So um, then, I know that now. Sorry, adding, adding value to, to businesses and, and you did that. And we'll talk about the sale in a minute. What did you do? How did you add that value and what made you stand out above the competition at that point? How long and how long ago was this, by the way? Uh, this was uh, 2008. It was okay, so relatively recently, you know, yeah. not that long ago. So what yeah. did you do Nick, to, to create that USP? Uh, well, first of all, I, I understood what the customer wanted. We were producing uh, and this is a good example. We, we were producing pharmaceutical boxes. Um, so boxes for medicines, boxes for for uh, the pharmaceutical industry, and uh, and and they want absolute certainty on supply and and print and the print the print text. You can't give them a box that has the wrong dosage on it. You can't give them a box that because because you could kill somebody at the, in in the end of the day. If someone takes a, 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 some tablets and there's a box there and it has the wrong um, uh, dosage on it you could kill so you have to be absolutely certain so so i built systems real good systems to make sure that, that was 100 uh, 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 percent um, uh, accurate i also never missed a delivery i made sure i never missed a delivery because these big farmers so i was supplying to the big pharmaceutical companies gsk johnson and johnson these great big guys and they can't they just wanted to come in just in time and that you can't miss a delivery you can't miss a delivery they'll go to someone else if you miss a delivery so it's really the two key things was accuracy and and confidence in supplying of the product but also making sure it was on time there and then and just focused on those two things and 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 also what i what they got they got what the other sub guys were doing in the market the big boys were doing but they got it at, at my price which was which was the, an honest price that that uh, kept uh, all kept everybody. Uh, they got good value for a good price. Right. Okay. So, at least then you you sold the business then, Nick. So first of all, why did you sell it? And um, you know, um, did you manage to pay off all of that debt? I don't want to talk about them because I know it's very personal to you. But um, I'm hoping that you did. You know, what what sort of led up to the sale? Well, it was it was two thousand eight, two thousand nine when I when I when I sold, and and uh, and everybody knows what happened at that time time in the world. Um, Lehman Brothers had gone uh, at that point. Um, credit was the banks were were starting to get twitchy. They were um, the industry we were in is 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 a high capital industry. So the printing machines, you know, the two two three million pounds. Um, I didn't have deep pockets. I was I was in the black. We were we were we were we were doing well, um, but I needed to reinvest. I'd HP'd all the equipment. We need to re we needed to be reinvested, and my heart said continue. My heart said continue. I had these I had these competitions banging on my door, and I kept saying no, 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 go away. I'm not selling. I'm not selling. Um, but honestly, 
my heart said stay, keep it. Uh, and my head said I could see the dark clouds of the financial clouds on the horizon. I could see I was looking into the future thinking, okay, this is all happening at the wrong time. So um, so I, um, I, 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 I took an opportunity. So, so, and, and, and so an opportunity came along and I thought it was the right thing to do for the guys. Uh, it paid off the debt. Um, uh, it did. And, and I was worried about the long-term uh, future of the business. It needed a safe pair of hands in, in a really stormy period that was going to come. I could see it was coming. So I actually did what I felt was the right thing to do for the for the workers and for the company itself. Which Does the business still exist, Nick? Is it still? Yeah, yeah, it still exists. Still exists. Uh, it does. It got it then eventually got mopped up into a uh, into a PLC. So it still exists. Those still guys are there. I still keep in touch with those guys. And um, and I'm looking back, it was the right thing to do. It was because because uh, the the with 2008 onwards. Uh, it all got scary. It did. Um, so, uh, so I wouldn't have been able to borrow more money and invest. I don't think. I think it was, that that was the situation. So it was the right thing to do for the people working there. So, at the point of you selling the company, then, what was your property portfolio like at this stage? So, yeah, at that point, I had my single lets. I'd done a few other little bits and bats. I I bought a couple of ski lodges in in France. Um, I always thought I'd get married at some point. Don't forget, I'm not getting married at this point. I'm still following my my dad's, my dad's mantra. Um, but it's a good job I never met your dad because all of those five points, I think I breached all of them. <laughs> did you, you know what? They just were drilled in. So I did. I did my very best to not get married. I was doing. I was doing. I, you know, I was. I was. I was just making sure I didn't get married. Um, so I. I. I got me put my my single lights. I got a couple of uh, uh, ski lodges which I still own now. I got those on repayments. And this is what I was saying. Sometimes it's not all about wealth. I bought those in the early two thousands. I, I I bought them with a friend of mine. We both, neither of us were married. We didn't have any children. But, you know, one day we thought we would do, and we thought it would be a lifestyle thing. We got them on repayment mortgages. So they've never made me a huge amount of money from income. But what, what's happened is I rent them out, and, and someone's paid for my, my property. Well, now, I'm not a skier. I don't really know what a ski lodge is. What, what is it? Oh, it's, just, it's up in it's in the in France. The, they are they are apartments in a in a in a in a lodge. There's a there's a, a three bed and a two bed, and um, and and we, I manage. I, I let them out. There's an agent over there, so I let them out, and uh, it doesn't make me in, massive income, but it pays my mortgage. It does. So oh, I'm going to be left next year, I think it is, with a property you, on that right. Were you looking for them, or did they? Yeah. You know, how, how yeah. did you go to the lodge? You know, what happened was we, we decided we were going to do that and we, 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 we got some tickets, flew to Geneva, hired a car and we, we'd done a little bit of prepping. We looked at about five different ones that we saw and we spent a weekend uh, driving around and we, um, yeah, and we, we, we picked the two we wanted um, and, uh, and we bought them. They were, new, they were off plan. They were off plan. They were going to, they were going to be built. And uh, and we yeah we bought them we still have. So you got um, how many buy to lets at this point, Nick? Uh, I don't know. I think I had um, no huge amount. I should have bought more, but I think about 10. 10. So ten buy to let properties, two ski lodges. Oh yeah, and then I went up. Went up. Business. So now this is where really your full time income now was from property, right? Uh, so I'm so I'm still in in business. Commute. So I'm still working. So I've got the I've got. Is this after I sold? You mean? Yes. Okay, no, I, I went and bought another another company after I sold, so I went back straight into a corporate world. So um so I did it again. So I did it a second time. 
So what, I didn't know about that. Okay, so you, you sold the printing business, then you bought another company. Was that similar or? Yeah, 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 same, same, same type. Uh, uh, second same model. I just did the model again, and then, well, and, then sold, and then sold that again. And and was that very similar? Did you take on that company with all of the debt? Uh, yeah, no, it was it was not as much debt, but did the some some debt took it on and uh, and uh, yeah, I did that with somebody else as well, so we did it together and um, yeah, and then and then a PLC uh, bought it off us, and that's wow, that's that's I did that twice. So I've been in corporate world up until December of last year. when I bought when I saw the second one, I got a buy in because it was a PLC, so they wanted me to um, to stay on. So I stayed on in in that company and worked in that company, um, and actually I ended up European and Asian ma manufacturing director, and that's one of the reasons why I, I'd got I'd got two children at that point. So uh, uh, 2011, uh, Jensen was born, so we had our first child in 2011, and um, and I, but I was I was going around the world a lot in terms of I was into Europe an awful lot. I had a place in Bangalore that I was looking after. So and that's a week. So I was flying out to India for a week and coming back. So um, so I was working at that point. I was working in a relatively good job in the PLC that I sold the business to. Fantastic. I mean, why why didn't you continue with that model, Nick? What stopped you? Because I know now we'll talk about your property in a second and your portfolio. Um, but what stopped you from just buying businesses and flipping them, in essence, which is what you were doing? Um, the, the 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 desire for property has always been there. I've I've continued to buy, and I do enjoy. I actually physically enjoy buying properties, finding them, and making beauty, making them good. And for, since two thousand eight, I, I started flipping because the yields weren't there. So I, I I've been flipping all that time. I have so buying and uh, and so I've always liked to do it. I'm not I've never not had a property on the go. Mm. Or, and if I did, I was like, I was like, a, it's like an addiction. <laughs> it was like, okay, I need to. Uh, things are my money's not working for itself. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not working. It's not. It's not turning over. So therefore, then I need to go get another one. So I suppose I could. There's nothing stopping me going for another business. Um, yeah. I came out and I decided that uh, I was going to. Um, I made a decision to come out as well. They wanted me to stay, but I consciously made a decision. Partly because I have two young kids now, and I, I wanted a change in that lifestyle. I wanted to, I wanted to have a bit more control over. Um, and when you run your own businesses, uh, then you you have a view on how you want things to happen. When you're in a big PLC, then the politics and everything, you know, aren't necessarily as uh, uh, as nice to work with. When you when you when you know. Working for yourself is a, is is more uh, satisfying. Um, Nick, I think you've taken some. I mean, is it fair to say you have taken some risks? Yes, um, you know, sure. some huge risks there. You know, taking on that kind of debt, and it's paid off for you. And you know, your mindset is because um, I know you very well. You are very focused. You know what you want, and you go out and get it. But what sort of advice would you give to the people that you know? We call this the what if scenario. Um, and I don't think you suffer from that, you know, but a lot of people will get there. Well, what if it goes wrong? What if there's a recession? What if the property market dips? What if my family don't understand me? Uh, what if I get it wrong? What if I go bankrupt, etc.? Now, when you were going through those big acquisitions on those big companies, did you go through any of that? I think I had no children at that point, so I had less dependence. It was just me 
Uh, and I looked at it and thought, if I don't, I'll always keep myself. And if I'm, if I'm here testing myself, trying to make a, make a better me, then what I do is I look at what's the worst scenario. Okay, mm -hmm. the worst scenario was I would lose four houses in the house I lived in because that was my personal guarantees. Could I live with that? Yeah, I had a few houses left. I wasn't destitute. I would, I could live with that. So the worst thing that could happen was that. And, and therefore then, why would I not do it? Once I got my head around living with the worst potential outcome, I, uh, I had nothing, I, I, the fear just disappears then because I've decided myself that I can, that's okay. That's accepted. I've accepted to say, you know, what is the worst thing that can happen? And that's what I do. I try and get that out there to people and say that, okay, let's look at all the bad stuff. If all of the bad stuff happens, what is the very worst thing that is going to happen? Mm. And very often it's not that bad. You yeah. know, very often it is worth it is worth that risk. Who did you bounce from then, Nick? Because you're doing this all of this on your own. Did you have a mentor? Did you have someone to help you with your mindset? Uh, no, the answer. I, uh, I I look back now, actually, and thought I sh could and should have had. I I read I read books. I, I I was always thinking in my mind about about things in terms of me and how I'm going to do things. So no, I didn't have many. I wish I had. I think I've probably done more and faster and and, and bigger. And and that's something I'm I'm doing now since January. I've had a bit of a revelation. Uh, this year about reaching out, looking for mentors, uh, uh, and and doing mentoring because I really appreciate the the the, the benefit that brings. Um, yeah. I have a couple of close friends that that that, that I, uh, I I obviously go have a you have a sit down, you have a pint, and you you say I'm thinking about doing this this. Uh, I remember telling my dad actually, and uh, and my dad was my dad's really risky risk first actually, and. Uh, he was like, no, 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 no. But as soon as he said no, I thought, I've got to do it. You're part of our um, mastermind group. Um, yeah. How important do you think, you know, um, being a part of an environment like that with like-minded individuals is is to you? Well, I think, it, and I really realised it this year. Um, uh, it's 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 it, it's you can get two things. There's an education that can come with it. There's people who you are talking to and dealing with who have been there and done it. So it's a great way. People say learn from other people's mistakes, and it's definitely true. If you can and you can learn, so you can you can walk the path without um, uh, maybe falling down some of the big pit, pitfalls. Um, so that's the first thing. But the other massive thing is is the the sense of uh, community. The sense of um, uh, like-minded people trying to achieve something, and and that's been the revelation for me. A lot of what I've done is had my own focus and determination to do something for my for my for myself and what I wanted to be. That's a that's a wealth, and that's also a lifestyle. Um, but it's all been quite quite personal to me. Whereas uh, I did build good teams. I didn't I didn't achieve the, the 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 company stuff without building a team that was all looking in the in in one direction but that's what i and that's what i enjoy it's a people thing and actually property is about people when people say that and it is it's about people you meet people you network with but when you get a group of people in a mentoring group or mastermind group that that, that are all heading in the same direction 
it's really inspiring and 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 I feed from that. I do. I really do. And, and that's you are, yeah, you're um, a very inspiring guy. You're a great member of the mastermind group. You know, um, for those of you that don't know that um, I, I run a mastermind group it's called Elite Masterminds. Um, and we've got a bunch of that's only a small group, a bunch of very inspiring, successful business people. And of course, Nick is one of those people. So, all right, Nick, let's, I mean, we get loads of comments here to say you are such an inspiration and you really are, you know, and you've got a wealth of knowledge. You've got so much focus is, um, is unbelievable. It's really good. Let's talk a bit about property. So we've gone, you know, we've yeah. gone through the timeline and thank you for sharing that with us. Pardon? I've got, I bought a couple of properties that when I go, I keep going on holiday and buying properties. I do. <laughs> So let's talk about property a little bit more now, though. So you've got a really diverse portfolio. So you just told us you've got a couple of ski lodges. What does your portfolio look like at the moment? Okay, so I um, so I was buying single lets up until 2008. I bought the two ski properties. I also bought a property in, Bans uh, in a ski lodge in Bulgaria as well. I did. I I also went to I went to Dubai on holiday. And um, and realized that at that point it was just desert. It was just desert. And uh, I realized that the 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 sheikh I, I I read over there that the sheikh was going to change the rules. Um, they have no oil in Dubai. So what he did was prior to uh, I think it was about two thousand two two thousand three, you couldn't buy a property in Dubai unless you were resident in Dubai. And he was changing the rules the following year. So I talked to girlfriend in at the time, which it wasn't a difficult sell to go on holiday with me to Dubai on the week he was changing the rules and she never saw me for the week. I, I, so the second day he changed the rules, I bought a property in Dubai. I did. I still have that one to this, to this, to this day. Um, and then what, and what happened was the world, the, the city just built around, around the property I had. Um, so and, is that, I mean, is that worth, you know, loads of money now compared to what you bought it for? Best thing I ever bought in my entire life. Um, I wish I bought more because it got to the point where the prices went up uh, uh, so much that um, that you, you know you couldn't get the return. So I got in early, but it's about. But it, the point is, it was about the opportunities and seeing the opportunities. Um, the other one I can tell you about is is one in this country. I went on holiday to to, to Cornwall to St Ives in Cornwall. So and I remember we were on Porthmere Beach and uh, I was there with the kids and I saw a property that was lower than the two either side of it. So I had these two great big properties and they were right in the, the beachfront and one was lower. So I was, I'm sat on the beach looking at the thing going, oh, that could really build up. And if you build up, you've got this great view that adds, that adds value. So I had a, a little wander over and it was a bit run down and, and, and um, I needed a lot of, lot of work. Um, and, it, and, uh, and, it, and then I saw a for sale sign, it was for sale. So I thought, hmm, okay. So, uh, and this is this is an opportunity. I didn't know if I'd get planning permission. I didn't know if, uh, so there's no planning permission on it, but I thought it's an opportunity. So I bought it that week um, and I put in planning permission for going up, I did. So it's a two level property. I actually went up and I also put planning permission to go down as well. So I turned a two bed property into a four bed property. Um, and um, I was gonna flip it actually. It was, it was the idea was a flip. Um, and uh, uh, I developed it out and I rent it at the moment. Uh, it's, I, I've, I've done two things. It's on the market because if someone wants to buy it, they can buy it, but I'm also renting it. So I have, I have that, it's called Lockfish St. Ives. So it's, uh, it's out there, but um, the, the value I added to it 
was was immense it was so so the, now don't get me wrong this is where you, when you do these things you learn lots of lots of um uh, lessons i had all sorts of things it was it was it was a development i was doing a long way away from home it's 402 miles to 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 uh, to my house from my to, to the cornwall it was and i've done the journey plenty of times but i learned a lot about working with um builders and from a distance I had a builder that unfortunately died on me, so I had to get another build team in. Um, and and yeah, that, I learned quite a few lessons there. But since 2008, I've been flipping, and that's where you pick up the knowledge. You pick up the knowledge about dealing with builders, refurbishments, understanding the value of schedule of works, understanding how you do it. I see a lot of people buying property, and they don't understand that side of things. They buy it, and then they get, they get, they, they spend the budget, they put a budget together, and it goes way over budget. And they don't actually create the wealth or, or the income or the asset um, uh, increase and they wanted to because they don't understand that side of it. So um, so I, I stopped buying and keeping. I, I, I flipped. I, I would do three or four a year if I could whilst working. Um, but then you put systems in place. To You get builders to, to, to put systems in place. You put systems in place so that you could work and build property. And... And one of the things I hear a lot of people say, no, pack your job. A lot of people say, stop your job, end your job, do this full time. But you can do an awful lot while you're working if you yeah, put. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, one of the bits of advice I would say is don't rush to just throw the, the job away. You know, it, it gets you mortgages. It makes you mortgageable. It, 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 it keeps the cash flow coming in. Um, yes, it's harder, but it's time. It's harder because of time. It's not harder. And then you're doing the same things you would do if you were not working, but it's time, it's time management. You know what I find, Nick? I find the people that are investing in property that do work full time very often are the people that become more successful because the time that they've got spare, they use wisely and they're very focused. I think it's easy when you go into property full time, your days can run away with you, can't they? You can spend because you think, well, that's okay because I'll do it tomorrow. And you almost spend the whole day shuffling paper around. Yeah, I used to take a little list with me every day to work and I would get that little, it might be two or three things on that little list and it might be a phone call, it might be my dinner hour or sometime I used to take it and I used to make sure I got those few things done. As long as I was moving things along, as long as I was moving things along, every day it had to move only a little bit, but it had to move along. So that's one thing I would say. It's it's not something that you should just decide you could do that and just packing the job you can do an awful lot if you've got the mindset and you've got to do what's right for you this isn't a race you know people come on to uh, our programs and, and a lot of people then start to get into this competitive mindset and it's not a race um, you know you're sustain you need to build a sustainable business which is what you've done you know for many many years uh, and you know there are loads of deals out there to be had but they're not everywhere you've got to look for them so you know, it isn't a race. You don't have to go out there and do it just because everyone else is doing it. You've got to do what's right for you. So, Nick, I am conscious of time, talking of which. It is now quarter to ten. I don't know where the time goes. This has been an absolutely great cup of tea this morning. You know, you've shared a massive journey with us. So, very quickly, back to your current portfolio. So, yes. um, I know you've got hate, you've got all sorts, haven't you? You yes. don't really have one strategy. So, can you just give us a brief 
synopsis yeah. of what your portfolio looks like at the moment? So I've got the single, I still keep the single lets. I have the uh, the the high-end service accommodation uh, uh, place in Rockfish St. Ives in Cornwall. I then uh, bought a um, quite a large property, it sleeps 42, in the Lake District in Coniston. 42? 42 it sleeps. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a stately that? home. It's a stately home with a cottage and I got a garage there and I turned the garage into a into a conference uh, room so um, uh, I did this with uh, JB with two of my friends and uh, it's called Lanehead Coniston it's on the web it's got a web page if anybody wants to go have a look it's group accommodation it's for a lot of people are doing yoga retreats up there it's for I like cycling I like running I like doing all the activities so it's a little bit of a lifestyle thing but we rent it out as a group as a group uh, a group house how did you buy a stately home? I mean, was it just advertised? Yeah, it was. It was up for sale, and I uh, and I and I, I did look at it, and it was um, it was owned by uh, been owned by a, a council, and they used it as an outward bound centre. They did. It's actually. Um, uh, I don't know if anybody knows the Swallows and Amazons uh, uh, film. Uh, Arthur Ransom and uh, he, he, he so it's a it's a, that, and came with a boathouse as well. So the boathouse is actually the boathouse that was in the uh, uh, Swallows and Amazons. Uh, you didn't go there and stay there on holiday and then decide to buy it because that's kind of your mo. No, I, I actually looked. I wanted somebody in the lakes again. That lifestyle thing. I like the lake district. I like the activity. I've got two young lads. I wanted something that I could use myself, and and also wanted something for a business. So we're renting that out as a business now. So we're we're, we're renting it as a, as a whole. So, so so that's that's going. But then now, what I've done since so I stopped working in December of last year. So I I had an option. My my options. I had to stay at the company, and then that ran out. So I decided to leave. So I'm 100% focused on now setting up a new business. Um, with HMOs and serviced accommodation. A lot of what I've done previously was asset building and not income generating because I worked in corporate world. I, I had an income. Uh, so so now I'm changing that to a more income. Income. I have uh, uh, a six-bed uh, property in Harrogate, the centre of Harrogate. So I'm investing in around Yorkshire. So anywhere within about an hour of where I live. But that's an interesting uh, 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 sphere of of, uh, of investment areas because I have high-end areas like Harrogate and York. I have bus cities like Leeds. I have uh, more traditional industry towns like Barnsley, Doncaster, Rotherham, and places like that. So I can really tap into all the different areas on an investment uh, level. Um, so I've got I'm just I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got seven properties HMOs, uh, six HMOs and one SA that are, are in the process of coming online. Um, right. That's your income generation, isn't it? That's your residual yeah. income. Yeah, for your... Um, First one, all on suites, so it's, it's, it's good value products. It's good um, uh, uh, value product for the customer. So it's big houses, good communal spaces, good, uh, all in, on suites, um, uh, done out well, really looking to make a real people talking about HMO and core living but really they're all HMOs but they, but but creating a space that is that is nice to live in people want to stay there it's very functional and 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 it and it uh, and it serves you know it's better and the other thing is better than the competition uh, and really getting a good quality product together and out there um, so I've got two coming on Harrogate, an SA flat in Harrogate, and then Ripon, Barnsley, Doncaster, uh, are all projects coming online. 
Yeah. Now, we spoke earlier uh, at the very beginning when <clears throat> we spoke about plans and what have you. Now, I personally don't think you're ever going to stop. You're too focused. And and you like that. Uh, you like, the, I call it the kill. You know, you get that adrenaline rush when you buy property. Have you got a plan now, Nick? I mean, you know, is it going to come to a point where you say, right, I've got an exit or are you just going to keep going? I, I think I'm going to keep going. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to keep going. I, I, I am structuring uh, the financial side to be protected uh from a inheritance tax point of view and and i've got two young kids as well so two lads so um no i, I i'm gonna keep going i i enjoy enjoy i really do love dealing with property looking at it developing something creating something uh i love all, every aspect of it it does now give me a bit more time to to spend and i still work a lot but i choose when i work and when i work so i can i can do the little things from the that I help the children and go to parents evening and things like that. So I can I can mix it and flex it into my into my lifestyle as well uh, a little bit. But no, I don't think I don't think I'll stop. I'll keep going. And with the wealth of knowledge that you've got, um, last question: What one piece of advice can you give the viewers? You know that are in their early stages that are looking for strategies, not really knowing what to do. What would the best piece of advice be that you could offer? I think, first of all, don't go too far. There's so much wealth of knowledge and education out there. I do think there's an element of getting that first and, and doing your homework. A lot of people want things handed to them on a plate and, uh, and you've got to do your homework. You've got to do your homework on your area. You've got to understand your numbers, really understand your numbers. And you've got to, you've got to almost know the model that model will work in that area. Um, and I think that's the, the, the main focus. Is so would, you say, would you say education and would that come under education? Education is, first of all, education. So, yes, yeah, sorry. So, so the first thing, education and understanding what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and where you're going to go and understanding that model. But that comes from education. It does. Education and talking to people, talking to people and networking with people. Yeah, that's fantastic advice, Nick. We've got loads of comments, Nick. What I'll do is I'll let you read them in your, uh, in okay. your own time because okay. obviously... The comments will uh, will come under the feed in the video. Uh, okay. Loads of great comments are saying you're so inspirational. The last one's just come in to say, Nick, you need to write a book. You are so inspirational. Nick, is there a book on the cards? I, I, you know what? I did think about it. I might do. I might do. I'd love to write a book, actually. Nick, thank you so much indeed. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, it's 10 to 10. I'll let you get off now and uh, and go and do your thing. Uh, folks, I think you'll, um, you'll you'll sort of join me in agreeing that Nick's been a fantastic guest today. So, Nick, thank you so much indeed. Go Tenant, the revolutionary new property software built by landlords and trusted by tenants. GoTenant is your one-stop property management assistant that will take the pain away from your tenant recruitment process and the management of your properties. From advertising your property to maintenance reporting, electronic signatures to full property management software. Stop worrying about double bookings and the hassle of unnecessary admin because GoTenant is here to enable you to seamlessly run your portfolio from anywhere in the world. Go to gotenants.co.uk to find out more.